Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, it's time to return to the Mass Effect universe. Was the Tenant experiment a success? And could this be the most important week ever for video games? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the pop culture cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, anything that you can do to help support us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, including passing out some of those Facebook gaming stars at us, it is truly appreciated. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend, He's our own Commander Shepard of Pop Culture Cosmos. You gotta check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com. His awesome book, Congratulations, You Suck, which is available now at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com, plus his show's Topicocalypse and the Super BS Gamescast, which you can get everywhere you get your podcasts. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Hey, hey. All right. So me and the family did some shopping today, and I'm noticing that a lot of these stores are really pushing Transformers this year. Have you noticed that? No, but it more than meets the eye. The toys specifically. Like, there's a lot of just like uh, Transformers and Power Rangers. Get the joke, though. The more than meets the eye. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. But with Transformers, okay, my thought was this. If somebody is in the car when it transforms, do they get crushed or do, does, do they like automatically get ejected? How does that work? Well, uh, you know, when it comes to the Transformer universe, not exactly the biggest fan in the world. In fact, I didn't think the movies, the live action movie rep- representations were all that good. So I'm not sure I'm the best yeah. person when it comes to Transformers. I did enjoy the cartoons, though, although them and the Cybertrons, they, they can never really hit each other. They would like have no. they're like they went to the G.I. Joe Stormtrooper school of shooting. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There'd be like fifteen thousand laser bolts all over the screen, and none of them would hit each other. Right. And like the Transformers, like they're like rabbits. Every time you like see a new episode, there's like thirty more. So 
I think it's kind of a, uh, they have a lot of cannon fodder in that universe. So it just, the war will just go on and on and on. It'll never end. No, oh, it, it'll um, never. I mean, as long as they're making money from it, Hasbro will say, you know what? Keep on going down. Yes. More. Yes. Do you know what other toys are having a comeback this holiday season? Are Power Ranger toys. So I was at, you know, they, they started reproducing the little like Zords, but they're in little like, um, I don't know, packs of two or three. So you can buy them all, put them together. I was at the comic book store yesterday and the guy at there had a white tiger sword. I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess those toys are making a comeback. I went on eBay to look and you can like the original Power Rangers Zords are they're upwards of like three hundred dollars. It's insane. You know, what? I wish you're, you're just basically just shouting out your geekdom right there in a span of two and a half minutes. I just wanted to let you know. Boom, boom, boom. You got it. This is a pop culture cosmos, man. We're pretty geeky here on this show, and I'm proud of it. Okay, I just want to say for the record right now, I know people haven't seen The Mandalorian Episode 2 yet, Season 2, Episode 2, but I've got a little thing against Baby Yoda for a couple episodes. He's adorable. He's cute. But, you know, if you've seen the episode, you know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of a little angry at him mm-hmm. right now. Got a little issue with him. Just a little issue. I can't say why. It's a spoiler. So his cuteness will only come back for me in about... eh, I told my daughter two episodes. So two episodes will be all good with good baby Yoda. But right now, I'm kind of mad at him. But anyways, we're going to have a great show on this week's program. want to give a big shout out to Tina Marie Trippert, who is heading up Indie Pods United, which we will be at later this month. November 29th, live on the air from Indie Pods United. It's going to be a great event with podcasters, entertainers, music, uh, just a whole bunch of live things going on, workshops, forums. Everything is going to be going down as far as the podcasting realm. If you want to find a new podcast or make your own podcast and learn more about it, best place to go is IndiePodsUnited.com. Go ahead, get tickets there. $10, so it's a $10 ticket Five days, just, you know, averages out to $2 a day. That's a great deal right there for you. So, IndiePodsUnited.com. Want to give a big shout-out to Tino, who's watching us now. Thank you so much for doing so. And I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, please check out more with all the acts that are going to go ahead and be there and all the podcasts and so much more at IndiePodsUnited at IndiePodsUnited.com. But it's going to be a great show for everyone out there today. We're covering Tenet because it's hitting home video in December. Was it a success? We're also going to pay real quick tribute to Alex Trebek, who did pass away at the age of 80 from pancreatic cancer this weekend. Also want to mention that we're going to be covering the latest in Black Friday ads from Walmart this week. And also, we're going to touch a little bit on Best Buy in a little bit different fashion. And we'll talk about that coming up later in the program. Also as well, could this be the biggest week ever? for video games. With the big consoles coming out, the next console generation is no longer on the horizon. It's here, and it's here now this week. Coming out with Xbox on the 10th and PlayStation 5 on the 12th. So we'll talk about that coming up at the back end of the show. We've got a little bit more to talk about as well when it comes to Johnny Depp. Hit the road, Jack. Not the only individual out there that got fired this weekend, but Johnny Depp, is out of Fantastic Beasts 3. So we'll talk about that coming up in a sec. We got a great interview coming up later in the program with Jeremy Demers from the Gaming Review Podcast. He's just getting started, just getting out there with his great show. It's little quick bites of news and information from the video game world each and every week. So you want to check that out, Gaming Review. He's going to stop by with his thoughts on the upcoming console generation. 
as well. So looking forward to his conversation coming up. But first and foremost, the second most important announcement this weekend was Mass Effect was on N7 Day, November 7th. N7 Day is usually a celebration of the Mass Effect world because N7 is part of the culture and as far as the actual lore of Mass Effect. Well, on N7 Day, this past Saturday, a great thing happened. The rumors finally came true. Bioware announced a reimagining of the original Mass Effect trilogy with all the DLC and all the great things that came with it as far as not one, not two, but all three Mass Effect editions. That's coming in a complete Mass Effect Legendary Edition in spring of 2021. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. Your rumor mill, which you and I knew there was just too many rumors to not be true, is finally come true. I spent an hour cleaning up streamers because I was just doing the party poppers. I had sparklers in my hand. Almost set the house on fire. Just so happy about this whole mass effect thing. <laughs> What's that Crazy smoke from Texas? Everywhere. I see that smoke from. Oh, that's yeah, just Josh burning down the house on fire. Yeah, I bought like twelve cakes and uh, it was a good time. I partied by myself. <laughs> the news was well received. I am happy about this. I really enjoyed the news that it's going to be upscalable on the new consoles. Like they'll, I don't know if it's a new like download code, but I know that it upscales for the new consoles. My big question here, and I know we talked about this before the show, the lack of Shepard's presence in the trailer. Like they showed the mask, right? They showed the mask and we were just assuming like, oh, hey, the helmet. We're like, oh, hey, that's Shepard. We didn't see a Shepard of either gender. So I'm curious, like, are they reimagining it? with a new character like because Shepard's iconic so I don't know why you know both the male and female versions of Shepard are very iconic characters I don't know why they would not be present in the trailer so I didn't actually see the um, any of the news to come out of there so do you think that this is you know you had mentioned a reimagining do you think that this is maybe something they're doing and they're setting it up for a continuation of that saga instead of you know going back to the Andromeda world or do you think it's just something that was just so you could in, see the character in your own mind? And, and that's why they covered up the face in the trailer. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, the first things first. I think it's just going to be, first off, a, re, a redesign, uh, you know, with maybe some additions in there that will hopefully set up Mass Effect 5. Because I think Mass Effect will return to the Shepard universe. In Mass Effect 5, I think, and because, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda was was a failure. We've had so many issues with Andromeda over the years. They've tried to refine it, retune it, and redress it. It's, it's a lot better now than what it was. That's what I was going to say. Let's give credit where it's yeah, due. Like, yeah. the experience now is far better than what it was when it first came yeah, out, but I'm, still not quite up to the standard. of No, and, and unfortunately, all the, the audience that, you know, they were trying to market it to is gone. They've all been, you know, we've seen those Fallout 76. We've seen this even to an extent with No Man's Sky, although No Man's Sky has been able to actually grow more players within the past year because of all the enhancements and, and publicizing of that. But most of these games, which get tweaks and tweaks and tweaks, they lost their audience, the, the intended audience, and there's just only a few hardcores left. When it comes to Andromeda, that was a massive failure for EA and Bioware. This Legendary Edition is going to be the Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Everybody, we, we know as far as whatever Shepard you design, 
is going to be pretty much that part of it's going to be the same it's going to look better hopefully it'll be play better uh, play a little bit faster things of that nature all the kind of refinements we've asked over the years when it comes to redesigning the mass effect 1 2 and 3 series but i'm hoping that there'll be at least a little snippet that will lead you into mass effect 5 because on top of the announcement that mass effect legendary edition is coming spring of 2021 is that a new mass effect i.e mass effect 5 is in development so that's the other great bit of news that came out of this, they showed a little bit of a screenshot or a, maybe like a, a development shot of a land-based vehicle and, and something in the shadows and things of that nature. It didn't show too much, obviously. Similar to what they've done with Dragon Age. Just give you a little tease of it. Did they specifically like say, hey, we're working on another Mass Effect title? Yep, or was yep, this yep. just like a... Nope. Okay, all right. Uh, cool. so, yeah, they, they specifically said they're working on something new in the mass effect ip series so mass effect 5 it has been confirmed and that just put the icing on the cake to all this not only like i said the mass effect legendary edition that we've been hoping for as you can see behind me if you're watching on facebook live you can see a, i've got a shepherd standee right behind me i've got the posters right behind me so as a huge fan of mass effect i am thrilled at this announcement so i'm looking forward to it and I think this is going to be a big win for EA and also as well Bioware. I wish it would have come out, like, for instance, this week. would have been a great way to launch off the new consoles. But you know what? I'm happy it's on the way. And Josh, I know you are as well. Yes, yes, I am really excited about this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could tell by how much, you know, I was kind of pushing forward in the rumor mill there. But uh, I would really love to, I don't know, I just... just go it, with the new mass effect like i would love to go back to that universe that's already been pre-established the one that we're familiar with uh you know as opposed to like a, a new galaxy because it obviously didn't work with a new character but i would i would love to like maybe play as like shepherd's son or you know if they retcon the ending of mass effect 3 maybe play some more shepherd they would retcon the retcon of mass effect 3's ending right right so i mean yes i am I am thrilled about this. And like, I would, I really love the world of Mass Effect. You know, as much as like Mass Effect Andromeda was hated, I did kind of enjoy being back in that universe again. I just, you know, had to move past the elements of frustration in the gameplay. But this is, this is really great news. You know, I'm trying to find some of the news articles right now. But yes, this is really exciting. It is exciting indeed. And we're looking forward to Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming in spring 2021. And also as well, a new Mass Effect in development. No timetable. I'm probably thinking maybe 2022 at the earliest. Maybe 2023. So don't be surprised if it's you know quite a bit of ways. Because they first have to finish Dragon Age at Bioware. So EA, finally, I can tell you for the first time ever seemingly. Here's my money. Take it now. I was going to say, and I like how all these news articles are emphasizing veteran team because everyone knows what happened last time where yes. they took their veteran guys off of Mass Effect and put them on a really bad Star Wars game. So I like how everyone's emphasizing, like, this is our veteran team working on this game. That's not even going to Star Wars Battlefront. But yes, uh, unfortunately, they did put ex inexperienced crew on Mass Effect Andromeda, and it's paid the price. And I'm looking for a fresh restart of the Mass Effect ip as a whole as mass effect legendary edition comes to consoles everywhere 
in spring 2021 and a new Mass Effect on the way as well. What are your thoughts on Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming spring 2021? We want to hear your thoughts and a new Mass Effect on the way as well. Are you excited as Josh and I to go ahead and once again helm the Normandy as Commander Shepard? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the underground. But my friend, Johnny Depp. Hit the road, Johnny, and don't you come back no more, Warner Brothers is saying, because he's out as his character for Fantastic Beasts 3. Fantastic Beasts 3 was also very quietly, shock upon all shockers, moved to 2022 at the same time they announced Warner Brothers and Johnny Depp have parted away. So I want to hear your thoughts on Johnny Depp no longer being part of the Fantastic Beasts series. You know, it's... It's interesting because like we a lot of people predicted this was going to happen. I wonder if Warner Brothers was kind of waiting to see where that slander lawsuit went before they really like made a move with that. But I'm I'm curious if like between all with all the controversy that has been surrounding the members of that franchise, I wonder if like the whole Johnny Depp scenario was supposed to be like them going hey look we're doing something about this and not to say not to defend Johnny Depp in any way. I don't really I, I don't I didn't think he was that great of a girl. I don't really even I'm not a huge Johnny Depp fan. Like I like the Jack Sparrow as we talked about in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I've never really been a fan of anything else he's been in. Not that I don't respect the work he's done, but you know, so this is just this is not like a huge deal for me. But I'm curious, like with all the other things that's that happened, you know, with a lot of those actors, like why was Johnny Depp like prioritized out of all the other bad things that have happened there? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the Fantastic Beast series, remember the sequel underperformed at the box office and they want to right, make six right. of these or five. I think it's five. Five. So they got three more to make. And I, at this point, like they can't just say, hey, we're not going to finish this because there's already so much money invested in this property. So they're kind of like stuck. They have to finish whether or not people watch them. I was equating this the other day. I was talking to my daughter and I was equating this to the Hobbit series. But the Hobbit mm-hmm. series, nobody seemed to really care about or nobody really seemed to want it going back on the screen, you know, when it came out. And maybe there's a little bit of interest as far as, yeah, Lord of the Rings coming back. And then after one, after the other, after the other, people really didn't seem to say, you know, okay, it's something to see on the screen. And in fact, I believe, I'm just off the top of my head, thinking of the numbers, I think that the Hobbit series either just about equaled or gained more over its trilogy than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because I think they both had around right around $3 billion, both trilogies. So it ended up being right. a success for The Hobbit. 
But do you really remember the Hobbit movies? I don't. And I know a lot of other people as well. And I think the same thing is going in the direction for Fantastic Beasts, where after the series of five movies are going to be done, just say, I didn't really care. Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say, though, that they're not going to make, you know, some amount of money that's going to make it worth making another one, because I'm sure it will. Fantastic Beasts 2 underperformed. It's still obviously made enough to justify, you know, moving forward with the the next project. Well, even if it doesn't go the way it wants to or that goes away that it's expected to financially on the big screen you know once everything gets back and up and around hopefully people will go back to the movie theaters again it can always just go straight to hbo max or wherever yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's just, you know they'll make it i mean hbo yeah. max is dying for content right now and and they're starting to put dish out the money for Zack snyder's cut of the mm-hmm. justice league so if fantastic beast doesn't cut it on the big screen you can always send it there and in all like you know, in all likeliness, like that would probably be a better place for it because that Fantastic Beast, like if you think about it, the the second movie is really, really long, right? And there's a lot of things in there that needed to be elaborated on. So it might even just having like that on a streaming service might be might be a better way to go as far as their storytelling is concerned. Let me jump onto this real quick. Who would you get to replace Johnny Depp as Grindelwald? That's an excellent question. I think that's what a lot of people would ask. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I would probably have to say right now. Let me. I'm pondering that. Oh, who, did you have anybody in mind while I'm still thinking of it? I was going to say, and this this might be like a. I I had two people in mind. Okay. And you might think I'm crazy for. Either oh, I just one think you're crazy anyway. So don't even you know go into that. <laughs> all right, so it all works out. Kurt Russell. I, I still love like him as he, an actor. Still a great actor. He he played like he plays a villain pretty well from you know, I I seeing in him in Guardians 2, like I saw that was a side of him I'd never seen before. So Kurt Russell, I think could do it pretty well, just dye his hair white. And uh, you already did for Santa Claus. In, right, exactly. And the other one I had in mind was um shoot, it just flew away. That thought. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, Spider-Man. I just like watch flap its wings and slowly fly out of my head. I was going to say someone like Oscar Isaac. Pretty intimidating. Yeah. Yes. You know, we say this for everything, but Idris Elba. Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. And that's an outstanding choice. Yes. Yes. He's a good villain, too, you know? Yes. He just got finished with the Fast and Furious series, so yes, he'll have some time on his hands. But here we go. There are some yeah. great opportunities there. But yes, Johnny Depp is out of Fantastic Beasts three, so we want to hear your thoughts. Was this a good move for Warner Brothers? And hopefully, this will kickstart the Fantastic Beasts series when Fantastic Beasts three comes out to theaters, maybe, possibly in twenty twenty two. Who knows these days? But we want to hear your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com do you still care about the fantastic b series and what does it mean to you we want to hear your thoughts popculturecosmos at yahoo.com well my friend before we hit the half hour and jeremy demers from gaming review and his thoughts on the upcoming console generation i want to just go ahead and get you two quick updates tenant is coming to home video and streaming on demand I want to let you know it's coming December 15th 
I think that's a little bit earlier than they expected it to come. I think they were expecting that it would still be hot and rolling in theaters. It did just pass, barely squeaking by the $350 million mark worldwide. It still cannot be deemed a financial success, no matter how much you know the directors and the stars, they want to go ahead and say that it's, it's a success, but it's not. Uh, it's been an experiment that has failed because they tested the movie audience's will to go in in the middle of a pandemic into a movie theater, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. It is now earning next to nothing here in the United States, which was supposed to have been its biggest market. So I want to hear your thoughts. I cannot wait for Tenet to come to home video. I was on the edge of going to the movie theaters, but then just the situation in life and and the whole coronavirus, I didn't want to risk it. And I think a lot of other people did too. What are your thoughts on Tenet coming to home video on December 15th? And I think overall, this was an experiment by Warner Brothers that failed. So I am excited because, you know, as we have discussed before, I really, I want to see this movie really bad. I just, and the, it wasn't a fear of going to the movie theaters that kind of stopped me from doing it. It's just time, you know, like, especially for it, me, it was fear. One thing that fear. Yeah. But I mean, one thing that like COVID has done, you know, outside of like getting people sick is it's caused a lot of other things to take a lot of extra time, you know? So like, even just the act of like picking the kids up from school takes a lot longer than it should. So I just like time, time was an issue for me. So I'm excited to have the opportunity to sit down on my couch, you know, and turn the lights off, have some popcorn or something and watch this movie. Also, I think that it has stands to a pretty good chance that it will make quite a bit of money once it comes out. Like I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it's going to like make gangbusters, but I think that it's going to, you know, we'll see a, a a quite a bump in in revenue as far as uh you know the the movies overall intake is concerned. But it's still not going to be anywhere near what it would have done had it come out in a normal yeah. environment. Yeah. I mean, because you're, you're I mean, because let's say you're charging, you're not going to charge like Mulan video on demand thirty bucks. They could realistically, but. I don't think so because it's already been out in the theaters. So let's say it's just a normal $10 to $15 price point for video on demand initially. He is just not going to recoup that kind of cash. Now, mind you, when all is said and done, it could make another 200 maybe even $250 million as far as from streaming and video on demand. That would still not put it anywhere near what you and I were expecting when we first saw this trailer. Jonathan Nolan, who is vehemently just supported and was the driving force behind putting it on the big screen. Somebody's got to just talk some sense into him and just tell him, you know what? This was not a winning move at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know like he's, he's a big proponent of theaters. Like, you know, we talked about this last week, right? Like right now he's petitioning Congress to inject money into the, the theater industry, right. To kind of keep them afloat till, you know, whenever things go back to normal, if they ever will, so that being said, yeah, I don't see it making like, you know, its whole budget back. But I mean, look, I look at films like Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy movies, right? Those movies actually made a majority of their money through home video sales. So, I mean, anything's possible at this point, especially with COVID. The market is so volatile. It is very volatile right now. And I'm looking forward to seeing Tenet when it comes out to home video on December 15th. Blu-ray. The whole nine yards coming out December 15th, streaming on demand. 
What are your thoughts on Tenet coming to homes, to your home, if you want it, December 15th? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, before we head on out to the break and our upcoming interview after the break with Jeremy Demers from Gaming Review, I want to go ahead and acknowledge, uh, and it's just another part of our pop culture passing away this past weekend. We've already had Sean Connery pass away last weekend. This past weekend, we finally lost Alex Trebek to pancreatic cancer. He had announced it uh, you know, sometime back that he had it and was still trying to work through it as far as shows. In fact, he had very emotional shows that they showed this week that were honoring and paying tribute to him. The, there was a very tearful contestant who won and talked about his admiration growing up in watching Alex Trebek and the reason why he was actually even playing Jeopardy in the first place. But a game show icon. Alex Trebek passed away at 80. I want to hear your thoughts before we head on out. I just think he was just a maverick in that industry and his his impact on the whole gaming show community. It's never going to be forgotten. Yeah, I mean, everybody, it's, it's weird because like three generations of people, decades of people grew up watching him on TV. You know, if you were in the 80s, you saw Alex Trebek. If you're in the 90s, you saw Alex Trebek. If you were in the early 2000s, you saw Alex Trebek. Like he was, he was a staple of households for, again, three generations of people. So it's, you know, yes, he, the man definitely like had an effect on people. Like he was a st- not just a staple of being in a household, but like he was. He was part of your home. Pretty, he was part of your family. He was part of, that's the word I was looking for. He's like part of the family. And like he, I know a lot of people who, you know, got their love of trivia from watching Jeopardy. My grandma was a huge Jeopardy fan. You know, she talked about Alex Trebek like she knew him. The man's an icon. Like, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't on the big screen. He didn't do, you know, he wasn't like an actor or anything, but he was a television icon and he's a household name and he's one that people will never forget. You know, I mean, even, yeah, I'm even, young kids like kids who are coming up in schools now know who Alex Trebek is because their parents talked about Jeopardy or shown them reruns of Jeopardy you know it's just it's sad to think that he will no longer be here especially after like he talked about how he was feeling better and how he's getting over his cancer and then just kind of came out of nowhere and and the man will be missed he will be missed indeed and i know a lot of people out there are really upset that uh, unfortunately he finally did pass away from the cancer he was fighting for so long but we pay tribute to alex trebek jeopardy and all that he gave to this world especially the game show community we want to hear your thoughts if you want to go ahead and share words of respect and tribute to alex trebek we want to hear your thoughts on that popculturecosmos at yahoo.com Coming up after the break is Jeremy Demers from Gaming Review. He's going to be talking about the next console generation. He's going to talk about all of his expectations, what his hopes for, and which console is he going to end up getting early on. We'll go ahead and find out his thoughts on the next console generation. And then after that, Josh and I will be back previewing Black Friday for Best Buy and this week's Walmart's Black Friday ad. Plus also as well, could this be the most important week ever? For video games. We're going to talk one more time about the next generation of consoles coming up at the end of the show. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. 
Coming soon, Zero Cool Films presents Action Figure Adventure. Super collector Jay Bartlett hits the road once again in search of action figures, most iconic and noteworthy and rare figures, all in the name of creating the most ultimate action figure auction ever. He fronts the cash that charity benefits in the end. What will he get? How will he get it? And how well will he do? Find out in 2020. All right, and we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here for the Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, we're getting right down to the final days before a new console generation. We have the Xbox Series matching up against the PlayStation 5. It's a new console war, a new console generation. And here today to talk about all the great things that are going on with it is a great person indeed. You got to check out what he's doing today on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts that's available right now at Gaming Review. That's Gaming Review Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. It is Jeremy Demers. And Jeremy, great to have you on the program today. Yeah, thanks, Gerald. It's good to be here. There's so much to look forward to because, again, November 10th, we've got the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X coming out. Plus, PlayStation 5 comes out just two days later. So I want to hear your thoughts as we're on the verge of this console generation. Who has the early lead on this? Because, as you know, a lot of momentum usually helps the situation. With PlayStation 4, it was that E3 showcase where they showed the simple fact of two the executives that work for PlayStation giving a disc to each other to represent the fact that you could go ahead and share your games from one system to another, which Xbox was threatening that you couldn't do at the time, which basically for me set Xbox back at least a couple years, in my opinion, as far as sales-wise. So I wanna hear your thoughts heading into this console generation. Who do you think has the early advantage? Well, I started with PlayStation, with the PlayStation 1 and 2, and when the 360 came out, we all know that came out before the PS3, so I jumped ship and kind of been more of an Xbox gamer this whole time since. PlayStation 4 learned from that and came out, actually, I think, was it a week earlier than Xbox One, if I remember correctly? Yeah, pretty, pretty close. And uh, you know when you're on a when you're on a platform, it's really hard to shift, especially when you have all your games there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember that time when Xbox stated that they were going to lock the game to your account, yeah. so you wouldn't be able to basically sell your game aftermarket, and that was a big thing. I almost jumped ship there, but I stayed packed, and I'm actually pretty excited for where they're headed. I'm excited for it too. I'm excited for both consoles coming out. Obviously, a lot of good word for both. I think right now of the two, as I come into it, I'm kind of thinking that Xbox, with the major purchase of the Bethesda Studios, that has to be sort of like a little bit of a step in the right direction. They're they're understanding their mistakes from the past and leading into this generation, even though they don't have launch games, and we'll go into launch games or lack thereof here in a minute, but... I think the purchase of Bethesda shows that it's very set for the future going forward. Yeah, I I think they can match. They can compete with the exclusives now, at least. That was the one thing that it was missing this whole time. You know, watching PS players having all these exclusive games, it really kind of hurt me inside not being able to play Spider-Man on an Xbox. So I'm definitely excited where they're going with everything. 
Absolutely. Uh, and then you have the Miles Morales Spider-Man game coming yeah. right away to PlayStation 5. So that's definitely something uh, I think is probably going to be a little bit disappointing to you if you go for Xbox first, isn't it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, pre-order either one. So, and I just found out that you can't go to the store. So I'm going to try to, at least for the PlayStation anyway, uh, you can't buy it buy it at the store launch day. You have to have a pre-order or you got to try to buy it online. They're not doing any uh, store sales. Because of the pre-order snafus from both companies, and both companies are guilty of this, it's created quite a problem. And I understand that there's a shortage in production due to what's gone on in 2020, and I, I get that. But still, to not provide consumers with the ability to go ahead and purchase it day one and go to the stores and do that, I think that's also a step in the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So you said you're leaning towards Xbox this time around. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I got 200 games on my Xbox portfolio there. And uh, to leave those behind, especially when you literally get all those games on the new console right off the day one. So if I were to go to PlayStation, I'd have to start from scratch and I wouldn't have anything. And many Um, of them will load faster on the SSD drive. And some of them may even have resolution bump ups that will be free of charge for those games. So that's very attractive for anyone who's getting a PlayStation 5 or, in your case, an Xbox Series, eventually when you can get your hands on one. Yeah, I mean, with the PlayStation, I've always used it as like an exclusive machine. And I play most of my gaming on the Xbox. Kind of similar with the Nintendo Switch. I play all the exclusives on there. Hmm. And I use the Xbox for anything that comes out multi-platform. When it comes to the game launch lineups, you and I know that we've seen in the past with these consoles, the launch lineups, for the most part, people just pick them apart. And, And sometimes, in some cases, deservedly so. In this case, when it comes to both the PlayStation and Xbox, PlayStation has a little bit of offerings when it comes to exclusive launch games. Xbox really doesn't have that much of all. And I think if you're buying an Xbox right now, an Xbox Series S or an Xbox Series X, you're really going off a lot on faith. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that PlayStation doesn't really have a bunch of the launch games either. Yeah, uh, they both don't. But I, I think mean, of it, the two, I mean, it's like little to none. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you consider uh, the Spider-Man game, I guess it's... From what I've heard, it's about an eight-hour game as yeah. a launch. You know, it's it's a great selling point for Sony, but if you really look deep into it, neither company really has a lot to offer. No, right Godfall, I think, is coming to the PlayStation yeah. 5 exclusive and a couple others. But we've talked before to friends, I'm sure, or when we're, we're at game stores or whatnot, and we've complained about how certain consoles have come out with, with just maybe, what, six, seven eight games at the most as far as the launch lineup is concerned that's huge compared to what we're seeing from both consoles this time around yeah they're both banking on previous games that you can pop in your new unit and get a hopefully a better experience out of it i think that's what they're banking on right now when it comes to both systems and I would have to say that in that aspect i believe that xbox has a little bit of an advantage at least on my end because from what I'm told and what I'm hearing that 
I just download the game and my save is ready to go. So I can just move, go right into the game right away. And what I've heard about the PlayStation is you have to actually transfer your saves from your PlayStation over unless you have the PS Plus network, I believe. It's a little uh, bit more confusing. Yeah. Put it that way, yeah, so. yeah. But I'm not going to fault PlayStation at all. They won the last console generation with well over 100 million PlayStation 4 units out there. And obviously you don't want to shut that market out. So for the foreseeable future, anybody who has an Xbox One, and they've got over 40 million out there, at least to my recollection as far as what the last sales numbers were. And whoever has a PlayStation 4, I don't think they're going to give up on you as far as any developers are concerned. I mean, there's going to be a long period of time where you're going to see games coming on both systems for quite some time. Yeah, you kind of have to put those PC players in the Xbox corner too as long if they're in their network because of the way that they're branching out. That's one of the things I like with Xbox as well is I can literally pick up a game that I'm playing on my Xbox and uh, if I get kicked off the TV or something happens with family, wants to watch something, I can go in my room and pick it right back up on my PC at the same place. And also with the mobile, they have their mobile app that you can stream the game from your Xbox to your phone if you're right next to your Xbox on your Apple phone. It seems Xbox is a little bit more forward thinking, and so I give them a little bit more props on that. PlayStation obviously has a little bit larger base to go off of, and that's obviously in their corner. So I give both props on that. But I want to ask you this. When it comes to the Xbox, very popular in the United States, North America, and even in Europe. But in order to go ahead, I think, and be a factor as far as overall selling in this console generation, I think they're going to have to broaden their market base. I know in South America, they've broadened it over the past few years. Still, in the Far East, in in places like Japan, where it's been heavily dominated by Nintendo and Sony, of course, Xbox, even though they've tried, made an effort, has really not gained any kind of dent there. What can they do this time around to promote that product well enough to so that it will get a more than favorable response this time around from, let's say, the Japanese public out there? Because it is so important right now to at least gain some type of foothold. Sales-wise, it does help because they really are truly a video game buying market. You know what? I wish I had the answer. I guess I'd have a job there. <laughs> It doesn't seem like they care as much about units sold because they're going somewhere else with their network. It's not just about the console anymore. They just want you to get into their game pass with the PC or the console. So they're trying to get you in their ecosystem. So you pay that monthly subscription. I think that's the route that they're going. I actually thought before they they announced these consoles that they were going to get rid of the generation and they were going to just give us another upgraded system and try to keep these Xbox Ones in the fold mm-hmm. and just go a different route, which they are going a different route, not to that extreme, obviously, but I definitely like the way they're headed. I think PlayStation's going to be ahead for quite a while. I don't know if Xbox is going to pass them. I don't think they really care as much about that. But once again, I have Jeremy Demers from Gaming Review. You got to go ahead and check out his awesome program and give him some support. He's just starting out with video game podcasts. He's got two already, a Super Mario Brothers 35 and obviously his initial 
weekend gaming review so you want to go ahead and give him some props and give his show some love out there it's available wherever you get your podcast it's not that long it's just a couple minutes here and there it's really a quick listen it's really a fun listen so i've tried to give it the big sell for you my friend i want to ask you this jeremy if you're out there listening right now you got to go ahead and reach to the people out there with each and every episode why they need to check out gaming review I would say every week we're going to do one episode. It's going to come out on Sunday nights. It's going to be like a news thing. So you'll get your three minutes of news, like the top four to five little subjects. And everything between that will be reviews and maybe some interviews. But the podcast is mainly about the news. And we're going to give you those five little pointers every week. And it will be quick. Sometimes podcasts go quite a bit long. So I figured I'd do something a little bit shorter and get your news. And then you can go on with your day. Sounds like a great plan indeed. And if you can, please check out Gaming Review for those quick video game bites right there for you. As far as the latest news and information from the world of video games, check it out today. Gaming Review, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jeremy, I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's program. You're welcome to come back anytime. I want to go ahead and talk more video games with you. I mean, because... Video games is really a great place to be as far as pop culture is concerned, and I truly appreciate it. Any last thoughts on the way out? I can't wait till launch. I hope I pick one up. Good luck, everybody else out there to pick one up if you haven't pre-ordered. Seems like it's going to be real scarce out there. It does seem like it. I do wish everyone success in finding that elusive console if you didn't pre-order ahead of time, especially you, Jeremy. I wish you constant success with your podcast. I wish you tremendous success in finding an Xbox series that you really are coveting. Hopefully everybody out there this holiday will be able to go ahead and get either the PlayStation 5 or Xbox series that they truly desire. And Jeremy, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the program today. It was a pleasure to have you on the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. First off, I want to go ahead and thank so much Jeremy Demers from Gaming Review. Please check out his brand new podcast each and every week, Gaming Review, quick short news bites from the video game world. You want to go ahead and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. But my friend, Black Friday is around the corner, and there's still more great Black Friday ads out there. Well, Walmart has got another big ad coming up on the 11th, so we'll hit that up first, my friend. And I want to ask you this. I mean, last week's was pretty good, a pretty good starter. I mean, just a little taste is what they're giving you. They're not giving the whole kit and caboodle. They're giving you just a little bit of taste to get you enticed on some stuff. So I want to hear your thoughts when you go to the Walmart Black Friday app that's coming out this November 11th, right smack dab. Wouldn't you know, it's right smack dab in the middle between console generation releases. I want to ask you this, 55-inch TCL TV for 148 that's not a bad deal. It's a 4K UHD, 50-inch for 128 not too bad at all. 
but the prices right now are very attractive. And remember, on a lot of these, they're online only, so you want to check that out. But I want to hear your thoughts first off on some of the deals at Walmart, this Black Friday ad on 11-11. Yeah, there are some great deals on TVs. Like There have been great deals on TVs all throughout the last week. I, I was in Target today. And like they have a bunch of great deals going on their TVs right now. Walmart has quite a few things that aren't in the ad. You can kind of walk in there and see a lot. Best Buy too is, has a lot of really cool deals right now. But with Walmart, what I like to do with Walmart on Black Friday is look at their movies, you know, and I'm looking at the Disney and Marvel stuff. So if you're a collector of that, like the Blu-rays are all 10 bucks. That is somewhere that I would be interested in going. They also have a lot of cool stuff at like four bucks and um, you know, $5, a lot of TV seasons for $10. So if you're like me and you like physical media, like this is the place to go. Uh, There's a lot of household have... items. I see that uh, they're yeah, really, they're really good say. prices on that. If you're interested and for those that are out there, they're distance learning and, or need a new computer or laptop, laptops again are a big thing. Tablets are a big thing uh, right now on the November 11th ad for Walmart. I mean, you've got, 249 379 for laptops tablets as low as $59 they've got a Chromebook for 179 which if you just want internet access and basic just boom 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 that's been a very solid one I actually have had experience with the Chromebook and I've enjoyed my time with it very easy for people who just want basic internet access and just get to their basic stuff and go in fact, they even have the idea pad from Lenovo at a special buy at 149, which I know a lot of people will be trying to target. Remember, a lot of the stuff, check the ad because a lot of these things are online only. Vacuums, uh, if you need a new vacuum, because people go through vacuums like crazy, there's a lot of deals on vacuums and household items again. Kids clothing, so much more. Walmart is, like I said, they're they're spacing out their deals each and every week so keep an eye out on it and again november 11th is the date for this time around so you want to go ahead and check it out blackfriday.com or any of the black friday ads out there or even walmart.com itself so you want to check out their ad coming up here november 11th it's already available online to check it out so you know there might be something you want right away and you won't have to wait for black friday speaking of black friday there's still the traditional let's throw everything at you ad that Best Buy is doing, yes, Best Buy is running a lot of Black Friday prices right now in their store, but they do have a traditional Black Friday ad for sale prices that are coming out on Black Friday itself, the day after Thanksgiving. I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. In the middle of this pandemic, they have restructured their company in a way that they've managed to go ahead and be one of the success stories out of it. So I want to hear your thoughts on what Best Buy is doing a little bit different this year and how it's making it right for consumers. I don't know. I mean, I'm going through this ad. It's phenomenal. One, it's 144 pages. So that's pretty thick. So, I mean, if you're going to sit down and look at this ad, make sure you got a good 20, 30 minutes to yeah. do it. A lot of TVs, 10 pages of TVs, maybe like eight pages of computers, a lot of household items, blenders and refrigerators and things like that. There's a lot of video games on sale. So you know how the Switch games usually go on sale for like anywhere from 5 to $10 off? If we're lucky. Yeah, if we're lucky. Best Buy will be selling a lot of mainline Nintendo Switch games for $20 off. So if you're in the market for, say, like Breath of the Wild or Luigi's Mansion, you can find those for about $40. If you're in the market for movies, they have 4K Blu-rays for $7. Regular Blu-rays or DVDs around 3 to $7. 
you really don't have a reason not to shop at Best Buy on Black Friday. It's just a humongous ad. 144 yeah. pages, so it's a lot of intense reading right there for you. And I know that for me, that's going to strain my eyes. But I will go ahead and check it out and into detail because it looks pretty extensive. And if you have a lot of needs this year for this holiday season, it's going to be something you're going to have to look at and inspect to compare. If you haven't caught up with buying it at Walmart or Target already, it's something you definitely want to look at. And Best Buy has made an imprint this year so far with the way they've redesigned their stores and it's something where best buy was perceived not too long ago as being something of the past but now it looks like it's going to be a retailer for the future going forward they've actually done a nice job of redesigning themselves and reinventing themselves to make themselves viable with the targets the walmarts the amazons the alibabas everything that out there they've done a really great job to be competitive with those firms yeah, they sure have. And like you can go into any Best Buy now, you find aisles full of collector items too. Like they're catching up in, in certain ways for sure. Well, check out blackfriday.com because you can see the comparisons to prices. For instance, Amazon and Walmart, or you can Black Friday ads for Target, Best Buy, Costco, all the major retailers that they have up there now. And they're going to go ahead and make sure that you can get some type of comparison on it, looks like, with at least a couple of the retailers that are there. So it's very interesting how that's set up. So you want to go ahead and take a look at that blackfriday.com or straight up bestbuy.com and take a look at their ad straight up. It is a long reading, 144 pages long. So you want to make sure you go ahead and have some time to check it out and preview the Best Buy ad coming up or the Walmart November 11th Black Friday ad coming up this week as well. But my friend, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it, but I wanted to save the best for last as far as our conversations are concerned. And this week, it's the week, my friend. It's here. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X, they arrive this week with the Xbox coming out on the 10th and the Sony PlayStation 5 coming out on the 12th. So I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to get to get some more views this week. I've got some interviews lined up with more thoughts on the console gaming series generation that's coming up. But I want to hear your thoughts about what's going on with the Xbox and also the PlayStation 5 as well. Because you've had some major last minute decisioning on what you want to go ahead and what you want to go and try and get this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I'm going to try to grab an Xbox. You know, what really spurred me into this decision was the fact that, like, my Xbox One, uh, it's a first gen and it doesn't read discs anymore. So, I like, I took it to the store and they're like, they don't really make the parts for it anymore. So, like, your best thing is to just sell it to us and then we can use it for scrap parts for other people to come in and want to buy it. But then you just use the money we give you towards the Xbox One S. Yeah, the the one currently right now is the Xbox One X. That's that's the top of line there. But the next generation is the Xbox Series S and X. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, get your letters so right, my, get your letters right, my I'm, friend. I'm so confused. How many letters? But yeah, I mean that's kind of what spurred my decision to go ahead and take that leap. So now I'm just hoping that I'm going to be able to grab one on launch day. I know Walmart's going on sale like 9 a.m. on their website. Microsoft is supposed to have some. Target's supposed to have some. But the problem is not a lot of these websites are like being specific on like what time they're coming out. So 
I have a membership to Sam's Club too, so I'm going to try jumping on Sam's Club to get one as well. But they're not giving specific times when we can get them. So it's just, it's going to be chaotic trying to find one, but I'm hoping I'll be able to snag one. You know, and I'm, I've am i pre-ordered Assassin's Creed, so I'm hoping I could play it on that. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to attempt, and I'm not going to be heartbroken if I don't find one. I'm just going to hope that I do. Well, hopefully it will end up being the case, because Xbox One actually, there was quite a few on launch day that you could go ahead and walk up again, at least in the Las Vegas area. I know that. In fact, they didn't have the kind of walk-up that the PlayStation 4 did. That led off the speculation on exactly how well each system would do on what is now the previous generation. But the last question I want to hit you up with this, my friend, is that we are again on the verge of a new console generation. So this will be the last time I ask you, who do you think has the early advantage before we go ahead and start up this new generation? Well, so Sony actually has a couple exclusive titles that you can play on the PlayStation 5 and nothing else. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I honestly, I think, like, Miles Morales, I'm hearing, is a pretty good game. I think Demon Souls was coming out. Yep, Demon Souls, Godfall. You know, so right now, I mean, I guess there's more of a reason for people to buy the PlayStation, but, you know, I know a lot of people are buying the Xbox, so they're prepared to play something on the off chance that when something new comes out, they can't get a hold of a new console. You know, and I include myself in that group of people. So, but yeah, I mean, I honestly think that if you're looking for something fresh to play now, then Sony, the PlayStation is probably a better route, but I don't think that there's going to be a lot of those available on launch day. Well, let's hope there will be one for you out there. If you're interested in buying a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series S or Xbox Series X, remember the X is the pro version. That's going to be the high-end version at $499. Also as well, the S version is going to be a 1080 resolution unit for a lot of basic TVs out there that might cover what you're looking for as far as going to the next generation. And that will be at 299 So you got the 299 and 499 And when it comes to the PlayStation 5, it's essentially the same system with and without the Blu-ray. Without the Blu-ray, it's 399 with the 4K Blu-ray, it is $499. I tell you right now, I would probably lean towards getting one with the 4K Blu-ray just so you have it because watching the high-end 4K Blu-rays at this point in time, if you have a 4K TV to support it, is what I'm seeing is a good experience. So I want to hear your thoughts out there. What are you looking forward to this week when it comes to the launch of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series that are coming out this week on the 10th and 12th respectively? We want to hear your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also, some other great titles are coming out, including Call of Duty, Cold War, which hopefully we will have a game source profile of coming up this week as well. So looking forward to that. Plus, even more thoughts on the console generation. Got some great interviews. So I'm looking forward to going ahead and showcasing that off this week on the channel as well. So check us out, Pop Culture Cosmos, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course... Marcus and I are coming up on the back end and detail the early moments of the next console generation, plus so much more. So look out for it coming up on Friday at the PCC Multiverse as well. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Cannot thank you enough for joining me. Any last thoughts on the way out? Uh, You know, assuming I can get an Xbox, I might have some thoughts on that next week. So you guys can stay tuned for that. That's true, but you did happen to get uh, another gaming machine. 
did found me an arcade one up the ultimate legends arcade so i'm yeah, excited I'm gonna the go legends ultimate arcade yeah don't say arcade one up they're different companies no sorry not arcade one up sorry it's at games ultimate legends i think it's called yeah that's a yeah. dirty word they're they're dirty words to each other because they're competitors so yeah i know i know my mistake oh my mistake but yeah so i'm gonna go put that together i'll probably have some thoughts on that as well so stay tuned Stay tuned indeed, but it is going to be a momentous week. Is it going to be the most important week ever for video games, do you think? I think it will be. Yeah, I think of 20, it'll be the most important moment of 2020. For video games. For video games, but after, you know, as far as like when post-2020, I think that once this year passes, a lot of people are just going to try not to ever think about it again. But I will say this for the industry with not only one, but two consoles coming out on the same week. I think that's really telling. It might've happened before, but I don't think it's come out in the shape and form like this with a lot of questions that need to be answered, but a lot of promise for a new future for video games as well. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great What is the Soul Forge podcast? Join your host Sean and guests as they talk about geekiness, witchcraft, awkward dates, poetry, life, the universe, and tons more. Interviews have included writers, atheists, a rap star from Australia, a reality TV star, and a goddess from San Diego. If you have a story to share or just want to listen to one, check out the Soul Forge podcast. The Soul Forge. We're everywhere. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.